Hi, everybody. Welcome to Our Sinclair. I'm John. And I'm Aaron. And today, Aaron, we're going to be talking about Gauntlet 2. Um, what is the origin of that? Because we do that a lot, and I got it from you. Um, well, in wrestling, if the, if, if I the can't believe that came from I goes, can't Ooh. believe that came from wrestling. I can't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I want to talk to you about um, marching band uniform parts because okay, uh, wow, I didn't see that coming. Because the um, this is where I learned so many different kinds of terminology. You know. Like, think about, you got your gauntlets, right? Every, yeah. every marching band uniform has the gauntlets. We didn't get gauntlets. Oh, well, no. you're, you were missing out. Here's we got a, hose. Here's we had a, white gloves. White, you know, crap gloves. Here's another thing you get. You get spats. I know you guys, you guys rocked some spats back then. We didn't get no spats. You Are didn't you have any me? spats? Man. We got a dicky. Okay, there you go. That was the third one, the dicky. Okay. The dicky sucked. I hated dicky. Explain to the non-marching band oriented out there what a dicky is. Well, non-marching band people wear dickies. I don't believe that for a second. You know, it's a you know that uh, um, kind of uh, floofy Liberace-esque plumage that you have on your chest. Uh, I call uh, it, I call that my manliness. Is that what you call it? I call I don't call it that. I can tell you that right now. It's the opposite of what that is. And it's a gimmick that you have to get the, you have to, uh, there's a snap that goes behind you your neck. You fasten it round just, back, yeah. And then you have to tie this stuff with some string. God, I've never felt like a bigger tool than when I was in the band. <laughs> in a plastic suit with a fake dicky and a plastic hat and some uncomfortable <laughs> shoes that cost $1,000, walking around <laughs> a muddy field like a dipstick with no one in the stands. What a what a what a joke that was! Every week in the rain. What the hell was I thinking? <laughs> well, I can think of no better introduction to this week's game. <laughs> I'll play that for your students, boat. Than that intro. Listen, the band has had its merits. Don't get me wrong. Oh, hey, everything you said is true. I'm not going to argue with any of that. Cincinnati to Tropicana Bowl. We drove there two and a half hours. Cincinnati. It's it's a full-on storm mm-hmm. is going on. Yeah, I've told this story, and I'm not. I'm going to skip the White Castle part because that's. That, but I mean, you're standing in, in ankle deep mud, in front of a panel of judges, no fans, no, because no one's going to come out and watch you. This some band from Hurricane West Virginia, and you're out there in this plastic cowboy suit with a big feather, and you're and you're carrying a brass instrument, and you're cold and it's wet, and they want you to march in a synchronized way, on a muddy field, and oh, by the way, play perfectly. That's, yeah. It ain't gonna happen. <laughs> you looked like a doofus, you felt like a tool, and after that thing was over, you got your wet plastic butt back on the bus for a two and a half hour ride home in shame. That's what that was. Not good. Gauntlet too, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, you brought it up, Bo. <laughs> Dead gummit. So gauntlet two, Bo. Now, let, before you know, I like to, uh, I like to go back to the source, <coughs> Boatster. So let's talk about the original gauntlet two, uh, the arcade machine. Okay. Uh, sequel to gauntlet one, which was a huge uh, Atari hit uh, from back in the Disney. And gauntlet two, if, if I may say so, it picked up the gauntlet and it, it didn't really run with it, but it sort of inched forward in the series. <laughs> Uh, this was a, again, this came out in 86. Uh, this was a, uh, you could play, in the arcade, you had two or four player options, and 
this was a D&D uh, a, a &D style top down uh, what would you call this thing? Uh, like a shooter? Yeah. Or a, this is this, I mean, this is a, this is a top down shooter under <laughs> the guise of a it, it, with a D and D mask on. That's right. what this is. Now this expanded on the formula from the first game in in some subtle ways, mostly different types of enemies, uh, upgrades to your to your uh, arsenal, your armor, uh, stuff like that. Uh, and it was just, you know, it was, but it was pretty much, I mean, it, there weren't a whole lot of cosmetic differences in the arcade uh, boat, as I recall. No, no. Uh, but, and, you know, Gone was one of the first games that cost a fortune to play. Mm-hmm. Uh, I remember, you know, that sort of was the well, turnoff for you know, before, before I, because, um, you know, I always think of our banter topics sort of uh, on the spur of the moment. But I did think about doing one where uh, we can talk about it now, because, I mean, what else are we going to do? Uh, was this the first game that you really peeked behind the curtain and you could tell immediately that they were trying to screw you out of, out of money? Let me see. You mean, you talk about the original gauntlet? Yeah, the original gauntlet. I'm trying to think when Dragon's Lair came out. <laughs> uh, what year? Because it, it, this, both those games, yes. You knew, it's like, oh, I'm getting screwed here. Because this game didn't, there, didn't require, you could have a skill, you could be better at it than other people. But at the end of the day, you're boned. Right. You know, and that, it's going to require this is, uh, you to put some more money in. This was the game for me. They had this game, and I believe it was even Gauntlet 2. I don't think it was Gauntlet 1. They had this game at the Skate Arena. You know, the yeah. Skate Arena. Uh, and I remember seeing it for the first time, putting a quarter in. And uh, as soon as I saw that health tick down automatically, yeah. I knew what kind of game this was going to be. You know, the funny thing is, if you get the, there's a there's a potion you can get in the game that gives you indestructibility, mm -hmm. but if you watch, when you have it, your health ticked down twice as fast. Right. They so, they knew the score. They knew what they, they were doing at Atari. Any breaks in this mm -hmm. game. And the fact that you can, you and your buddies can shoot the food is another thing. They, they want money now. Mm -hmm. uh, but this was a huge hit. You know, uh... When I saw this in the arcades back in the day, I mean, it, it did draw a decent crowd. I wouldn't say it was the biggest hit in the arcade, but I will say Gauntlet 2, I think, was uh, uh, more popular than the first one. And one of the reasons is you could both play as the same type of character because that was one thing that was kind of, this let you, like, be, you could have two elves or right. two wizards, mm -hmm. uh, and that made a difference. Mm -hmm. that, you know, you could pick the color. Uh, and that, and you can and you can move on. And you, did, you didn't necessarily have to be because I believe in the original you had to actually you had to be in a at specific yeah at the station yeah. right. It's it's funny me and me and the Brent uh, bought a Gauntlet two cabinet. Uh, I think the Brent had planned uh, to restore it because it came with a it came with a volleyball game in it if you believe it or not. And actually the volleyball game was a lot of fun. Hmm. And we never bothered to take it out. Uh -huh. <laughs> and then we. We ended up selling the cabinet, but that, you know, this is one of those games that, that was four players, but it wasn't like an extra wide cabinet. Like, you know, I'm looking over here across the room here at my, uh, at my wrestle, uh, my Royal Rumble control panel. And that was a four players could stand comfortably around it and play it. Mm -hmm. You know, this game, four players crowded together, like <clears throat> in, in, in the uh, age of this virus, this would be a no go. Yeah. I got to get four people around this thing in the arcade. Now, it was not that big. Speaking of, <laughs> of cramped conditions, was your tag team or that that wrestling game that you had for a time? Your that it, that that was that was a little bit bigger, but not much. Yeah, 
yeah. yeah, that was another problem with that one. It just wasn't that huge. <clears throat> and so when you've got, especially when you've got big buddies like I got, you need some space. And this thing didn't offer. Of course, this again, you got to think this is one of the first big time four player games there was. Mm-hmm. So you know you're gonna you're not gonna you can't you can't level any charges at him for that. You know right. they did best. Uh, Gauntlet was Gauntlet Two was super duper popular, of course designed by Ed Log uh, Boat, I believe Ed wasn't he the same guy that did the Battle Zone. Uh, Ed did well. a ton of stuff. He yeah, did a ton of uh, stuff, as I recall. Uh, this game got ported uh, to everyone that would take it. <laughs> pretty much, <laughs> Atari was not shy about handing out the licensing rights. You got that right, buddy. And plus, they also knew when they had money in their hands. Uh, and so they ported this thing out. So uh, this is probably a partial list here, but you've got the the Amiga, the Amstrad, uh, the Atari ST, uh, the C64, Game Boy. Game Boy, Bo, did you ever play the Game Boy version? I have not. I have not. Uh, DOS, which the DOS version, not so good. I believe this was a, I'm thinking this might have been a booter. Uh, NES, might be the first one that was a booter. Did you play this on the NES, Bo? I did. I played Gauntlet. Ooh. Maybe I did. I think maybe I played more Gauntlet Two than Gauntlet One on the NES. Yeah. Yeah, and then you've also got, of course, the Spectrum version. Uh, so, uh, but this was a pretty popular game. They uh, kept the ball rolling. Of course, they ended up Atari rolled these Gauntlet games into more modern arcade games that actually did pretty good as well. Well, there was a there was a significant break between the second yeah. Gauntlet game and the third Gauntlet game, yeah. which I believe I mean, was, I it, was a good, it was a good move to pick it up. Oh yeah, absolutely. And those and were those had, were pretty good games too. Ports out of those too. I remember playing the heck out of these things with the Chud. Yeah, he was a big fan of those more modern uh, Gauntlet games. Mm-hmm. And of course, everyone likes dragons and undead and all that crap. Yeah, you know, getting treasure. So it was, it was, you know, it was. It played into every young teenage boy's wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. So anyway, here comes uh, Gauntlet Two for the Specky, uh, released in '88. So you're not talking too long, a couple years there uh, to bring it over. Uh, this this uh, came out now. Now let me ask you both. This had a 48k and then a 128k. I guess the music. Which one did you play this time around? I played the 128k with the music. I, I think, ended up playing both these. I, I and I'll, just to get into it slightly, I had a heck of a time emulating this. I don't know why I had so much trouble. Hmm. Uh, it was a real pain in the butt to get this thing to freaking run, uh, but I finally did. But uh, I did. I ended up. I did end up inadvertently getting to play both. <laughs> so uh, for once, I got to do the music one. The music music was uh, the opening music's not bad. No, both. no, and I believe that the only difference between the two versions is the opening music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean that opening music. It really and the music doesn't really keep going. Yeah, it, I I really like the tune. Yeah, it's not bad. A little something like it's that. It's not as you would expect, as mm-hmm. the as the uh, old saying goes. Um, of course, uh, the Specky had also had the original Gauntlet released on it, and they actually released a like a expansion of the or you know like an extended game of the original Gauntlet. So it actually had to, this was actually like the third Gauntlet I think it was released on the Spectrum. Oh really? Wow. Yeah. Um, so uh, this had your usual interfaces. Now you only you didn't get four people in this thing, boat. Can you imagine four people crowded around the port? What was that game that we played? Uh, uh, didn't they? Well, there was uh, no. It was two people on the keyboard. Yeah, I couldn't imagine four players. Could, on I mean, this. You could, yeah. there are four-player games or more. I mean, it was chaos. But I mean, of course, that that's it's a turn-based affair. Yeah, I like the idea of four people just manhandling a spectrum mm. and just beating the crap at each other. I, I like that would be fun. Um, so. Uh, 
here you go. This comes up. Uh, it's got a pretty nice, uh, like, opening screen there, Boat, I mm -hmm. thought. Uh, pretty well done. And then you pick your character and your color. And then you go. That's, That's pretty it. much all there is to it. Um, what did you think of this as a... Uh, what did you think of the way this thing played? You know, I thought that this was a very, very accurate rendition of Gauntlet. Um, Gauntlet is a game that relies on two things. If you can do these two things well, you can have a good Gauntlet clone. It's got to be fast, and you got to be able to put a lot of enemies on the screen. If you can do those two things, you can have a successful Gauntlet clone. And that's two things that the Specky does really, really well. You know, the Specky doesn't necessarily do multicolored sprites very well. But what the Specky can do is it can do it can do tons of things on the on the screen, and it can do fast. and And I was very impressed with this. Very, you impressed. know, um, you're right. I, I agree with your assessment. And and the the funny thing about this game is you're right. The color, not necessarily the Spectrum's best, uh, you know, foot forward. But uh, this game manages, to, despite the fact that your, you know, your basic characters and all the people after your moniker, it manages to be pretty colorful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's a lot of color on the screen uh, when it's there. I mean, you don't get the uh, colorful floors and whatnot, but it's uh, you get that stuff. You get everything that you need, right, uh, right. to play the game. Uh, I like the fact that it they keep a lot of the elements in the arcade the way they. Uh, you know, you sort of coin up mm -hmm. the uh, the way it looks. I thought it was I thought it was strikingly uh, solid, frankly, in terms of the way it played. Uh, now that now some of the problems I had with it were effectively problems that I had with Gauntlet too. Yes, uh, like you said, getting overwhelmed, getting uh, uh, the sort of it's sort of ridiculous. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, uh, and of course it's a quarter muncher, mm -hmm. uh, but. Uh, uh, this game fell in line pretty well. Uh, who do you have a favorite character in this or the arcade or both? You know, I probably went with Questor whenever I played in the arcade. I've always yeah. been drawn to elves. Yeah. Um, I the 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 problem with Gauntlet. Well, like you put it perfectly, the problems that I have with this game are the problems that I have with Gauntlet. Yeah, and uh, you know, there's. The, the characters, there's not a whole lot of differentiation between the various characters. I mean, they, they all have a projectile. They all look differently. I believe, now, I don't know if this is true or not, but I, I seem to remember that in one of the gauntlets in the arcade, did, do the characters start out with varying amounts of health or anything like that, or is it all well, the same? They No, they actually are all different in a lot of ways. Okay. Uh, just to, I'll, I'll give you a quick rundown. So I looked. I actually looked at the docs. Of course, I knew this from playing the arcade. You've got you've got your four characters. You got Thor the warrior. These names aren't real original either. They just. <laughs> but it's funny. Older fantasy games can just get away with this sort of thing. Mm -hmm. But they had Thor the warrior. And what makes him different is he's got uh, he's got like armor plated skin basically, and he's got he's uh, does a lot of damage with magic stinks, right? Then you got the, the Valkyrie Thyra. She's got a shield. Right, if you look in the game, so she gets thirty percent damage reduction, but her shooting is horrible and her sword does good damage. And then you got Merlin, who has no armor and he's got bare hands and he can't even take out the the uh, the, the generators, but he's got excellent magic. Okay, and then you get the, the gonna, elf is somewhere in the middle. I'm gonna stop so, you yeah, right. They do have they I mean they have varying. They don't start at different hit points. I don't think, but they have varying degrees of how quickly they're going to lose the hit I'm going to stop you right there because that may be true of the arcade version, but I went through and played every single character in the yeah. in the Spectrum version, and that was not the case. 
Well, they we do all... a Spectrum docs. I'm reading directly well, from. Well, okay. Here. You may. I did not notice this. Yeah. Because I mean, every every uh, every I, shot kills a dude. Yeah, I know. I listen. I agree with what you're saying because that's the way it is in the arcade. But I mean, and when it says like you're taking thirty percent less damage or twenty percent less damage, if you're surrounded by six hundred skulls, stuff, it doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. Exactly. So when I, I remember playing this in the arcade and, and it, this stuff was written on it on the machine. And you're like, well, yeah. I mean, I mean, you can tell a difference with like Merlin. I mean, he's pretty much boned, but everyone else, they're pr pretty similar. Mm -hmm. And the fact that the fact that you, they say like Thor can do more damage or whatever. I mean, really, you're some stuff takes multiple shots, but it's not like you can tell what's happening. Yeah. So it makes so if it's if that stuff's happening, you can't tell what's happening. You know, does that make any sense? Right. I yeah yeah. You're preaching to the choir. Did you hear that huge explosion just yes, now? Yes, I did. Someone shot off like a, a turn of the century cannon yeah. in my neighborhood. Yeah. I have no and idea I, what that was. And I heard it at Amigo Studios West. So yeah. <laughs> I don't Only know in West say. Virginia, you know. Yeah. Um this seems to have now I'm not I'm not gonna sit and tell you that I played this thing for hours and hours. Uh because I've played Gauntlet two a million times. This seemed, I mean, the maps seem to be pretty similar. I'm, I'm not familiar enough with the arcade version to sit down and go map for map. Well, the maps uh, change it. every, every like, every playthrough. The maps will reverse themselves in some way. Like, I could have sworn, like, the second time and the third time that I played this, I was doing different things. Maybe not all the levels, but I could have sworn some of them are, are like, they flip. Am well, I insane? It's easy to... It's, it, even if they don't, it would be easy to get confused. Yeah, maybe <laughs> so. One maybe thing so. Is, this being on a black background, it does give you a feeling of of stark emptiness. Mm -hmm. I mean, if it's not filled with tons of people, right? You know, and so it's. It, uh, uh, I I wouldn't say like I said. I think the colors are good, but it's not what I would call the. I mean, I will say that cuts down on the confusion. But it's not, a, it's not what I would call a looker. Uh, well, I would say in terms of Spectrum games, it is a looker because we've <laughs> played so many of these types of games that are sort of monocolor. Um, yeah. You know, and, and this is not monochrome. Um, no. To me, the, at the end of the day, the Gauntlet lives or dies by having friends around and you're playing together. Yeah. Gauntlet is not a good experience to play one player because what are you doing? You're not going to beat it. You're not going to get to the end of the game. You're going to die. You're going to die a lot. And if you don't have somebody that you're joking around with that you're kind of competing with on score, you shoot the other guy's food when he's getting ready to get it. You know, that's yeah. the joy of Gauntlet. You know, honestly, I, I was never a fan of the Gauntlet series. I, I mean, not the original Gauntlet. I like the other ones a lot more. Uh, the old ones just didn't do it for me. And it was, and like you said, it's, it just feels like uh, it's almost. It just feels pointless to me. It's like, and and it's never. I don't like getting mobbed by stuff, and you can't move. Plus, there's the aspects where they make the maps kind of difficult to find your way around, you know. And it it, just, it was never in my bag. Now that much said, I'm not going to come down on this version. This is as competent as Gauntlet. I used to play this. I will say they had a verse of this. I feel like a broken record. There was a verse of this that came out on the uh, on the Tandy. And guess what? It supported the sixteen uh, colors and the and the Tandy sound, oh, and it yeah. was great. It was the probably the best home version uh, at the time, uh, you know. But uh, but that much said, this this holds its own. Mm -hmm. uh, and the fact that you, you you've got the multiplayer intact, you know, I, I I enjoyed it, but it's not what I would go back to play. But not because the version stinks; it's just not a game I enjoy. Yeah.
Yeah. Not I hate to crap on it like that, but there well, you go. Well, it is what it is. Yeah, yeah, I mean you're right. You know, there's not much you can say. You sound sort of like me. I mean, this is a much in the arcade. I don't I don't like Gauntlet. It's just not it's not my game. There I I love arcade games. Yeah. I love, you know, there's I could rattle off 20 right now that are fantastic. This is not one of them. You know, the funny thing is I have friends come over to the arcade occasionally and sometimes they ask to play Gauntlet. Mm-hmm. And I'll fire it up. And we'll sit around and play it for a little while, and inevitably they get they quit after about ten minutes. Like, okay, what else you got? Right, right. You know, it's just, I, I, this is just not what I dug. Now, <clears throat> believe it or not, boat, there was a there was another gauntlet on the uh, on the spectrum. Really, Gauntlet Three: The Final Quest. Wow. So we may one of these days we may have to look at the first or the third one. I hope it's better than the third uh, Renegade game because that thing I've is heard garbage. A lot of people prefer the first game. Now I didn't play it because I didn't want to spoil it right. for myself. I didn't play the first one, but I have heard people. I read comments where people said they preferred the first game and the uh, additional levels of the first game. So hmm. go figure. Interesting. Uh, I uh, looked this up on the old uh, on the old uh, review zone there. Your world of spectrum, we're giving this an eight point two, so pretty highly regarded boat. Mm-hmm. Uh, your Sinclair gave this an eighty, and Crash gave it an eighty. So it looks like right in that sort of a C plus B minus area there, which I think that's fair. And again, I think this is a, a noble effort uh, to to make this game fun. I just think that I just not necessarily a big fan of this game. You know, so I I want to say that. Uh that Crash and all those sorts of magazines are oftentimes needlessly hard on arcade ports. I think that they were more they were prone to give higher scores to the isometric style games just because they were a totally different experience, a sort of unique to the Spectrum experience, and they were more apt to give because I think that this is an A or I mean this is an A plus port for the Spectrum. It utilizes all of the strengths of the system, and uh, you know it, it doesn't really introduce any weaknesses other than what is inherently you can't, just can't do on the Spectrum. So well, I don't know how you could make uh, it much better right. given the parameters. Right. I guess you could have. I mean, really, I don't know what you else. I mean, if you added background, somebody, you're not going to get that. So you're right in terms of a, an emulation of this game or a recreation. Now, this is probably about as good as you're going to get. Yeah. Now it could so be if the, you're going to rate this low. You just are rating it because you don't like the arcade game, which is fine. Yeah, that's that's perfectly uh, yeah, fine. In terms yeah. of a, in terms of a port, this is a solid port. I didn't have any trouble with the port. Yeah. Um, so we got a, a, a bunch of uh, Discord reviews. Our Spectrum reviews every week are off the charts. D-Man says, Not much of an update from the original Gauntlet. Same game engine with just a few extra enemies and traps, so 0 out of 10 for originality, but 8.5 out of 10 for an additional slice of dungeon delving goodness, as this is still very playable. Lord Soup says just took a peek at the YouTube gameplay demo. So oh never mind. This is not a review. He's just commenting. I take it back. <laughs> Paul, aka Hermski, says a Herm Firm 7 out of 10 game. <laughs> Always enjoyed the Gauntlet series, but preferred the original version for its originality. A game that's best played in two-player mode, but frustratingly hindered full free room. Players are forced to wait for each other to catch up, demanding characters to remain in the same visible area. This caused issues being trapped by the edge of the screen during a heavy battle. Overall, attractive, an attractive fast game with plenty of battles, action, and puzzles to solve. A game that keeps you hooked for hours. Frodo NL writes, 
Not a lot changed compared to the original version. The main differences being a few new enemies, wall types, and the very irritating stun tiles. Yeah, I hated those. Well, those were, those were in the arcade. I still hated them. <laughs> yeah. While it's still a good game, I prefer the original, plus the expansion gauntlet the deeper dungeons if I want some harder levels. All in all, though, it is still quite amazing how playable the Spectrum version is. 7 out of 10. Chris Folds writes, A decent evolution of the original and plays surprisingly well, though a bit repetitive, but arcade quality action. Not a Folds favorite. More a Folds Fabju. Fabjus. I don't know what that word is. Did Folds tail off in a drunken <laughs> Possibly so. 6.5 out of 10. And finally... The man himself, Pixels at Dawn, writes, I have very fond memories of Gauntlet 2 as it is one of the games I spent the most hours with on the Spectrum, side by side with my mother in Marathon all day gaming session. <laughs> I love side it. Side by side with my mother in Marathon. I thought that was another phrase, like a mother in Marathon, but no. With, <laughs> with my mother in Marathon all day gaming sessions as we fought our way through level after level of dungeon-based action. The Spectrum version is a really solid port with colorful, smoothly animated graphics and rock-solid gameplay. All the enemies, level skips, and bonus levels are intact, and it has a real atmosphere that's hard to rival on the platform. I will admit, though, for years, I thought Death was a giant green fist with a pointing finger. I still think Death is that, Pix. No less scary. Gauntlet 2 is a really special game even over and above the first game. It's more fun with friends, but regardless, the adventure is there and waiting for you. Go for it. Get to it. 9 out of 10. I will say, I, I did look this up on eBay. If anybody wants to pick it up, 10 bucks or less. You can pick one of these suckers nice. up. Nice, nice. Yeah. Aaron, we got an iTunes review. Oh, all right. Yes. Uh, we encourage all of you out there, even if you are not a person of the Apple to uh, load up good old iTunes and leave us a podcast review because so many other podcasters use that as their aggregator and they use iTunes reviews in terms of rankings and things like that. It's one of the best ways that you can help spread the word about our Sinclair, just like The Cure 1015 did. Oh, The Cure, he's back. He's back and he's ready for action. He says, listening from the UK in 2020, the only two gaming podcasts I listen to are this and the Amigos channel, which I'm guessing are the same people. Correct. Correct. Spectrum and the Amiga were the computers of my childhood, and I love hearing the individual game reviews with all the banter between. Really good channel, guys. Thank you, The Cure, 1015. We need to introduce The Cure to ARG and Gokoko Show and the yeah. Atari Show. <laughs> That's right. We got a million of them. Yeah. And of course, we want to thank all the fine folks that are joining us live from most of them coming from across the pond, though we have a few folks from the States that have tuned in to watch us. And uh, we want to thank all the fine folks on the stream, including Ricky DeRocha, Polyester Lynx, Tenmark, uh, Frodo and L, uh, The Retro Man Cave. Uh, we got uh, Pixels at Dawn doing a great job as the mod in the chat. Barkbit is here with us. So, uh, and I apologize that as soon as I went to um, read their names, uh, the stream actually cut out 
And so uh, we are... I haven't lost you, Boat. Yeah, we're, we're still here together. This might be a, a weird OBS thing that's going on right now, but we're going to ride this We're gonna ride this train all the way to the station. Uh, we also want to thank all of our Twitch subscribers, uh, Silverstreak72, Chris Folds, Macintosh Librarian, Wing Chun Wolf, Frodo Vanell, Rushi MSX, Honored Shadow, Mitsuyama Go To Go Sub, Retro Jerry, Barkbit, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels of Dawn Gaming, Still Adolescing, Jost 80, Darkwing, 602, G Vebke, The Slow Norse, L Curtis B, and Duncan Styles. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on Twitch. We really appreciate Thank it. Thank you very much. And of course, we would be nowhere without our Patreon supporters. We want to thank all of our Patreon supporters, including Mark Downey, Hermski, Andrew Waite, Cap'n Crispy, Laurent Giroux, Gary Heather, Eric Nelson, Harbonaut, Graham Vebke, Frodo and L, Tapes from the Crypt, Pixels of Dawn, Chris Folds, Boss Man, Paul Harrington, Getting It Done as always, and Christopher Hassel. Thank you guys so much for supporting us on Patreon. Next week, Aaron, it's Deflector, spelled Ooh. Ultimate Cool Guy Style with a K. Oh, boy. Is that some sort of, you don't, you know what that is yet? I don't know what it is. Oh boy. Yeah. I think, I bet it's a shooter boat. Might be, Mop. might Mop. be. This was suggested by Clive's club member, Paul Bossman Harrington himself. Thank you so much, Bossman. Thank you, Clive's club for suggesting this game. This game, Pixels at Dawn. This was a Pix Pick Gauntlet 2. Good choice. Yeah, absolutely. All right, guys, we will see you next week until.